Hey everybody, glad you could join us. Got the Morgans here today on a fun podcast. We're going to talk about roommates versus soulmates. Are you ready? I'm ready. Welcome to the Stronger Marriage Podcast with Trey and Lee. On this podcast, you'll hear real topics about real life. They cover everything from married sex to raising kids to loving your spouse so much that you're willing to forgive them for occasionally being the most annoying person in the world. Trey and Lee have raised four boys, been married over 30 years, and somehow still really like each other. And now, live from the metropolis of Childress, Texas, a place so flat you can watch your dog run away for three days. Here are your hosts for the Stronger Marriage Podcast, Trey and Lee Morgan. Hey, everybody. Hope y'all are doing well today. We kind of have a special day today for us. Yeah, we're looking at 32 years of marriage. 32 years. We never thought 32 years ago that we'd be sitting here doing an episode for a podcast, I don't think. No, 32 (laughs) years. Sometimes it seems like it's been 32 years, and sometimes it just is like, how did we get 32 years already? I know. We're not that old. That's all right. We're just supposed to be really young. Uh, Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to you. There you go. There, It just seems like I've seen on Facebook and Instagram and places where a lot of people celebrate these August wedding anniversaries. There's been a bunch. And, and uh, take pride in your, your years of marriage that you have, whether it's two months, two years, or 20 years. That is a proud thing to, to, to be be proud of. It is. A reason to celebrate for sure. Yeah. And one of the best things you can do, and we say this all the time, um, not just about Valentine's Day. We say this at Valentine's Day. You don't have to wait until Valentine's Day or your anniversary to celebrate your love for one another. Make make celebrating your marriage a regular activity. You don't have to save flowers, uh, special notes and cards and things like that just for special occasions. That should be a regular part of your Repertoire. Did I say that word right? Did that even come out right? Man, that's a tough word for an old Texas boy, right? Uh, we, we uh, yeah, today just wasn't really conducive for us to do a lot of celebrating. So we're going to put that off for a couple of weeks and hopefully we can take a trip or something. Yeah, we will. Uh, it just did not work out this year for a, a big anniversary celebration uh, between COVID and we've got a, a one moving off for college. We're getting him packed and ready to roll and just a little bit of everything, but we'll get it celebrated. It will happen. You know, one of the things that we want to talk for just a minute is that oftentimes we notice couples say they've kind of lost their spark. And uh, there's a lot of reasons for that. We're not going to talk about sparks today as much. Uh, but we are going to talk a little bit about trying to, you know, your marriage starts off with a big spark and you're in love and everything else. And then for some people, they let that die out. Uh, when, when time kind of goes, sometimes we get a little lazy and marriage doesn't kill romance, but uh, kind of laziness in marriage does. And, uh, you know, one of the things, uh, one of the big myths about marriage is that marriage successful marriages last a long time and while I'll agree I'm proud of our 32 years we want you to understand that uh, marriage isn't just about quantity in years it's also about what quality that's it yes 
It's about quality. It's about what you put into those years. So, man, I we have literally met couples that have been married 30 years and they're miserable. That's right. So it's not always about quantity. It is about quality. We know couples that have been married for seven years. Uh, we know couples that have been married for five years that have stronger, better, healthier marriages than couples that have been married for 25, 30, 35 years because they're investing in their marriage. They're doing something to strengthen their marriage. And uh, marriage should get better over time, not, not worse. That's right. And, uh, you know, we've, I've heard several couples say uh, something along the lines of, we've been married for 15 years and happily married for 12 years. So, uh, you know, and, and it happens. There's ups and downs in marriages. And, and uh, a lot of people, you know, couples will own those hard times and, uh, and recognize that it's, it's not all roses and whatever. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Marriage is what you put into it, and you cannot not put something into it and expect it to be really good. Just not going to work that way. Not going to work that way. So we're talking today about roommates and soulmates. God created marriage so that you could have a soulmate. Now, our belief system, mine and your belief system in soulmates, is not there's one true person out there for everyone, and you'll meet them eye to eye and know immediately Soulmates, we think, happen over time. It takes years to, to for your for your your spouse to become your soulmate. But but that's our goal. Our goal is to be married to our soulmate, and that takes work. Um, but sometimes, here's what we see all the time: we see couples that go from being soulmates to simply go to being roommates. They just simply live together, and there is no spark that that soulmate spark is gone and that's what we want to talk about today how do we become and stay soulmates and not just be roommates who are living in the same house with a spouse who are raising kids and we're paying bills together and we occasionally eat a meal together uh, but we're, there's just no connection because we've lost that soulmate and that's not healthy we don't want to do that that's right so let's talk about uh, what some of these traits of a roommate are if you're if, you know if you're just living together as roommates just kind of sharing a roof over your head uh, we're gonna we're gonna tell you what some of these things are so that if you relate to some of these things this might be a red flag that hey we need to we need to step some things up in our relationship because we don't want to be roommates anymore we want to uh, you know renew our connection and we want to be soulmates like God intended marriage to be so um, what the first trait of living as roommates is that you don't eat meals together. Me eating meals together is an important thing, isn't it? It is. It is. And roommates will find themselves either not having time to eat together, or when they do get time to eat together, they do what? They plop down in front of the television. Yeah, and so there's no face-to-face -face communication. There's no sitting at the table. Uh, the dinner table, the supper table, is a healthy, healthy place, and that should be a holy place for families where families meet together and husbands and wives and meet together at at the supper table um, and and you know we talk about two of the most popular shows in the past 10 years have been Duck Dynasty and Fixer Upper mm -hmm. both of those had a special part where they either made a big family dining table for a family on Fixer Upper or at the end of the show they had a big family dinner where they would sat down and, and people loved that and that 
eating together needs to continue to happen. That's healthy. It does because there's communication there. That's where you you share about your day and you communicate and you laugh and you tell stories. Uh, so yes, eating together, eating meals together is very, very important. It um, is. And that face-to-face communication is really important. Yeah, that's, that's why we talk about dating. Dating is face-to-face communication and why we talk about double dates don't count because that's not face-to-face communication. You another trait of being a roommate is there is just no face-to-face communication you're texting your spouse a lot you're emailing your spouse you're leaving messages for your spouse but there's just no face-to-face communication that's right um also another trait is that you have sex without intimacy either that or you don't have sex at all there's not much sex anymore long dry spells and and so if there's not a lot of intimacy in your marriage and you don't feel that intimacy then you've probably become more of a roommate than you have a soulmate Um, another thing we've noticed about soulmates is they do a lot of arguing um, without ever figuring out a plan they just they they argue about things that are going on but they never they never try to fix it. They never try to, fi- let's find a book on this and figure out how to fix this. Whether it's uh, finances are struggling, whether it's intimacy is struggling, whether it's, you just go down the list of whatever marriage problem you want. They argue about it, but they never take steps to fix it. That's what roommates do. Soulmates are going to be trying to go, what do we got to do to fix this? Yeah. Uh, they also become easily irritated or angry. It's just like, you know, they're always on each other's nerves. Always mad at each other. The other person's always done something wrong. Uh, another thing we've noticed about roommates is they, they go to functions together, but they don't stay together, meaning they don't have a lot of friendship. There's not a lot of, you know, healthy marriages are built on friendship. Friendship that likes to hang out together, do things together, spend times together. And when we say goes, goes to functions together, but don't stay together, meaning they're the ones that like to double date. Roommates love to double date because then they're not stuck having to talk to each other. They can talk to their buddy or their girlfriend. They, they'll go to their friend's house and spend time, and he goes and hangs out with the guys, and she goes and hangs out with the girls. But they just, they just don't spend a lot of alone time together. Roommates don't do that. And that's, that's right. our roommates don't spend that time together like they need to. Uh, roommates also don't always have a set daily time to communicate. Um, you know, our, our kiddos going to college and whatnot have had roommates. And, and I know they'll go days really without even talking to each other because they have different work schedules or school schedules or whatever. And they just don't always communicate don't know what's going on in each other's worlds that's what roommates you know that's how roommates are Uh, but a marriage should never be this way and you know not only do we try to eat meals together but we also try to have you know just a little bit of time in there during the day whether it's uh, sit down for a cup of coffee together whether it's right before we go to bed you know a lot of times we'll say what's on your schedule for tomorrow Um, we talk about you know I have this appointment uh, Uh, I need to run this errand and we just make sure we're on the same page and that is important in marriage. That's really good Miss Morgan. I like that. Uh, Tell me about some, let's talk about some traits of soulmates. Uh, Traits of soulmates. This is what we want folks. This is what you are trying to do. So if if a lot of those things or even a couple of those things that we just mentioned you think oh yeah we've we've gotten a little lazy and, and we're doing some of those things. Well this we want you to, to think, okay, we're going to turn that around, and we want to be soulmates. So um, soulmates enjoy doing things together. They just, they love hanging out. And, 
you know, instead of uh, always hanging out with a, a guy friend or a girlfriend to go shopping or to go play golf or whatever it is you do, you'd rather be with your spouse. And I, I feel like that's how uh, marriage should be, really. Yeah, yeah you, you're just, you're looking for things to do together, trying to find some common interests. Uh, you and I have had to deal with that through 32 years of marriage. We can say 32 now because it has <laughs> been 32, um, where where we don't always have a lot of interests, and we've learned over years to to find things um, that I've learned to like things that you like, and uh, you've learned to like things I've liked and participate in those things, and so uh, that's made our marriage better and stronger. And uh, you know, uh, when we enjoy doing things together, you're a you're a junker. Uh, you love going to flea markets and trade days and garage sales, and I have learned to kind of like those things, yeah. And uh, yeah, and but I, I've learned to to enjoy that and do things like that. And if it means we get to spend some time together, then then we'll take off and do that. That's right. And and the more things you do together, the more you have in common, the more things you have to talk about, That's right. the more communication you'll have. It all just goes hand in hand. So. That's right. Yeah. Uh, soulmates also grow spiritually together. We we talk a lot about uh, uh, intimacy, sexual intimacy on the podcast. Uh, we we talk about emotional intimacy. That's through communication and things that we've talked about. But there's also uh, spiritual intimacy, and we really talk about this a lot in the last chapter of our book, uh, Ten Ways to a Stronger Marriage. And we talk about the importance of spiritual intimacy, and I think soulmates have that connection. Um, they pray together. They they go to church together. They they uh, uh, talk talk about God together. Right. They read their Bibles. God is at the center of their relationship. That's it. And and their goal is to grow closer to God. And that's a that's a healthy thing for a couple. It is. Um, so soulmates also encourage one another. They praise each other. They affirm one another. Um, basically, they are each other's biggest fan. That's right. And soulmates would be just the Sorry, roommates would be just the opposite. If if soulmates are encouraging, praising, and affirming, you can just about guess roommates are discouraged with one another, frustrated with one another, and critical of one another. And yes. that's not good. Yeah. Uh, another thing that uh, you find in the, the marriage of soulmates where there's really that connection is they... Uh, their love life is not a chore. Uh, it is a joy. They enjoy their love life. That doesn't mean, this has nothing to do with frequency. Uh, it has more to do with we really enjoy when we're able to be together intimately. And that's a healthy thing. You cannot build a marriage on sexual intimacy, uh, but it's hard to build a good, strong marriage without it. And so it's a very healthy thing and a very healthy part of it. And they find joy in their their love life instead of finding it as a duty or a chore. That's right. Uh, soulmates express the five love languages together. Um, we, have we talked man. about these? We, we I have. don't know if we've done a whole episode on love languages. Oh, it would let's be, don't talk about this too much then so that we can one. do it. Um, maybe we'll save and we'll really dive in and talk about the love languages. But yeah, just, just to, to tell you what they are. Um, these come from the book, uh, The Five Love Languages by Dr. Gary Chapman. Uh, it, it should be on the must-read list for every marriage. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, their love languages are gift-giving, quality time, touch, praise, and acts of service. And everybody has one primary way that they... Uh, 
show love and that they like to receive love. And so um, that's what the, the love languages are. And we, we will just put that on the schedule to... I think that's good. Just yeah. real quick, uh, we'll let folks know that you can get on... You're going, I don't know what mine is. Yeah. I don't know what my spouse is. You go to Google and, and just search uh, free love language test. You can take it for free and find mm -hmm. out what yours is and uh, be ready for a podcast coming up on, on love languages. But that's fine. Yours... Mine is acts of service. I love it when you do little things like make the bed, fix my coffee and bring it to me. Um, uh, that's the way I, I like for you to show me that you love me. And that's also I the way, your love language, yes, that's yeah. also the way I show my love for others. It's the natural thing for me to do. Um, but that's not yours. No, and it's always amazing because most of, most couples have different love languages. Mine is uh, touch and and praise, and those are kind of right up there together. And so, uh, I'm a I'm a pretty touchy person, and I like touch, uh, and I like and I like praise. It always mm -hmm. makes me feel good when you say you did awesome making the bed this morning or whatever it was, filling yeah. up my car with gas. That's right. And I, I'm not a touchy person and praise does not come easy to me. So I work at those because I want to speak your love language. There you go. Yeah. All right. Keep going. We're talking still about some uh, soulmates, what, what they do. Traits of soulmates. Um, they simply love being together. Hanging and, out. Yeah. Hanging out. And we kind of talked about that already. They like to do things together. Um, so what else? They look for new ways to show love. This yeah. kind of can go along with the acts of serve or with the love languages. You need to know what your spouse's love language is so you can find new ways to right. show yep. that you love them. When you found your love, when you have found your spouse, now you never stop learning for new ways to show them love. That's right. Always be a student of your spouse. Um, let's go back to roommate Otis one more time and soulmates and then we'll wind it up. So what causes this? Besides not eating meals together and things along those lines, what, what causes people to drift into being roommates? What's one of the things you think? Man, I, life just gets in the way of marriage. And, and life's not a bad thing. It's, it's not it's not a bad thing. I mean, it's usually a good thing. It's, you know, it's raising kids, it's going to ball games, it's paying bills, it's working. Um, but we take and move man, our marriage to the back burner. We, do. we get so busy that we just... And we get lazy. Yes. Yeah. And we start taking our spouse for granted. And then when things aren't good, we blame a lot of times. We'll, you know, we know couples that are kind of in this stage of roommates. And if you were to ask the husband, what do you got to do to fix this? He would uh, point to his wife and say, well, if she would just do this. And if you ask her... Uh, how could you have a better marriage? She would point to her husband and say, well, if he'd start doing this. And uh, roommates, man, they, they do a lot of blaming instead of trying to figure out how can we become a teammate and get these things fixed. That's right. Um, they also stop putting uh, their spouse and their needs first. Um, and that's that's really easy to do when life's getting in the way. You know, you got you got kids' needs and, and everybody else's needs and the spouse somehow just comes last. We've talked about stonewalling or I guess that's the word we use for it. Um, we've talked a little bit about stalemate. That's mm -hmm. the word that we generally use. And, and that's another thing that roommates often do. They oftentimes sit back and go, well, I tell you what, I'll start uh, doing some acts of service for my wife and making the bed and filling up her car when, when she starts saying some nice things about me. 
and I'm not going to do it before then. Or when she starts touching me, then maybe I'll do something for her. And then the wife's over here going, well, well I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything nice about him until he actually does something nice for me. And they get into this stalemate or this stonewalling stage that is, that is a, it's a killer. It's a mm-hmm. killer in marriage. It is. It's a checkmate and that doesn't need to be so. Roommates do that and you don't want that. So let us give you four or five quick things and we'll close of things, ways to rebuild, to go from being roommates to soulmates or to remain soulmates. These are all healthy things that you should be doing all the time in your marriage. Number one, communicate. You've Mm -hmm. got to talk to your spouse. So important. Find a time, visit, just talk. Uh, date nights, that's why they're important. Ask your spouse how was the day, share your details with them. Find some time to talk every day. The average couple spends in communication per day, is it four minutes? Four minutes. That's not enough. No. Maybe that's why the divorce rate's at 50%. That's right. And that, I mean, that's why we stress so much that, that dates are important, that eating meals together is important. You've, you've just got to communicate in marriage. Yeah. And you may, you may be kicked back going, well, I'm just not a big communicator. It, it, it doesn't matter if you are or not. If it is going to bless your marriage, you're going to figure out a way to become a better communicator. Uh, a second thing you can do is, is put your marriage back on the front par- burner where it should be. Uh, quit putting your marriage on cruise control. Quit letting life get in the way of marriage. Quit moving the marriage to the back burner. Put it on the front burner and say, look, we're going to focus on our marriage and we're going to show each other love and we're going to go on dates and we're going to read a book together. Whatever it is, uh, you make your marriage a top priority in this world. Right. Don't put it on the back burner. That's right. Um, another way to remain soulmates is that uh, you must be completely open and honest in everything in yeah. marriage. Sometimes we get lazy with that the yeah. longer marriage goes. So you be openness and honesty. Uh, another thing you can do, here's number four of five, is pursue like you did pre-marriage. Uh, and I love all these things. We, we need to do a podcast on this one too. All the things that y'all, y'all chased each other before marriage. We chased Lee and I chased each other for marriage. I did all these things for her because I wanted her to like me. And she did all these things for me because she wanted to catch me. We pursued one another. That's not supposed to stop once you're married. You continue to pursue your wife. Continue to pursue your husband. Those things you did pre-marriage, flirting, talking, dating, holding hands, all of those things, praising one another, you should still be doing those things today. That's right. Um, and the last way that uh, suggestion we have to remain soulmates is to praise, praise, and praise. You can't overpraise your spouse. Um, so, yeah, really work on being an encourager. Um, affirm each other. It's just, yeah, it's really important. It's exactly right. You got to keep doing that. So, next week, are we going to try and knock out some uh, love languages? I think that sounds like fun. Okay. If y'all haven't done the test, Google five love language tests. Do that before next week, and we're going to talk about that. I think that sounds like a fun plan. Yeah, that'd be great. And and you'll get a whole lot more out of it if you know what your love language is and if you know what your spouse's love language is before you listen to next week's episode. So, Because if you don't know your spouse's love language, you're going to try to give them what your love love language is. If I don't know yours, I'm just going to touch you a lot. And and we found out a while ago you're not a real touchy person. But... I will say, most people need all five love languages, and we'll talk about that next week, but 
you, you need a little bit of all five, but you do have a primary. So yeah, we're going to talk about that and it's going to be fun. That will be fun. We have more and more people every week listen to the podcast, which just blows me away. Um, wow. Thousands this past week. And we are honored that y'all tune in. Uh, if you get a chance and you're listening on a Spotify or an iTunes or a Google someplace that allows you to leave a review or uh, you know click on the stars if you like, bless us and, and do that because it just helps people when they don't know. They just go in and search for a marriage podcast. Ours won't show up. And uh, we, we want to get out the word of, of building healthy marriages. So that is it. We're, we're winding down today. Next week. We'll be back, and we'll be talking love languages, and I'm excited about that. We'll see y'all next week. Have a good one.